Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Don't change Yeah, hi everyone. Welcome to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Kia, of course, progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. Great to have you on board. Uh, good news today regarding, as we mentioned, Peter Bowl. It's been pretty well covered in the run home with uh, Damian Martin and Paul Hazelby. But the Sports Integrity Australia says it's still investigating whether Peter Bowl, despite his provisional suspension for doping uh, being lifted, uh, whether he's been cleared of all doping allegations after his B sample did not match his A sample. Bowl, who finished fourth, as we know, in the 800 metres at the Tokyo Olympics, returned a positive result for the banned substance EPO early this year. His suspension from that urine sample taken last October was backdated to January the 10th, meaning he could not train or compete at any level. He had previously declared his innocence, uh, posted on social media, announcing the result and said, last month, I told everybody that I was innocent and asked that everyone in Australia believe me and let the process play out. So he's a uh, Certainly relieved man, and we wish him all the best, even though, as we mentioned, Sports Integrity Australia is still going through the process. But for the meantime, Peter Bowler is clear, and his name's been cleared as well. We'll touch a bit more on that a bit later on. Very shortly, Dean Margetz is going to join us. He umpired over 300 career games in the AFL, uh, only retired recently. And what I want to ask him is about the four-umpire system. I read an article, actually, in one of the Australian newspapers this morning suggesting get ready, public, get ready, players. With four umpires, there will be some mistakes that will be made. There will be some mistakes, and you need to be lenient in relation to the four-umpire system. I'm going to ask Dean Mygetz, why do we need four umpires? Why is four umpires coming in for starters? When I was growing up as a young fella, again, you'd be saying, Peter, you're going back to the old days, the black and white days. Yeah, I am. But there was one umpire. Then it was okay to go two. Then all of a sudden, people thought, three? And now people are saying, what for? When is it going to stop? So I'm saying to Dean Margetz, do we need four umpires? What are the advantages? What are the disadvantages? Yet... They're coming out before the season starts saying, get ready. There will be some teething problems. There will be some mistakes made. Well, we're just sort of getting used to the three umpire system. And they're only now starting to work together. And now we're throwing another spanner in the works. Anyway, we're going to talk to Dean Margetz about that. I can't see the logic in it personally. I cannot see the logic in it. Also, the fact I'm going to talk to Dean Margetz, is it that difficult to bounce the ball? Is it that difficult to bounce the ball? All of a sudden, because the umpires feel so under pressure, they're going to now throw it up. So one of the basics and one of the traditions of Australian rules football is going out the window. And the other thing, and it's going to be trialled in the waffle preseason, last touch, 
So if you're the last person to touch the football and it goes over the boundary line, the other team will get possession of it and bring it back into play. Anyway, Dean Margetz is going to join us in just a moment. Love to get your thoughts, actually, on the Tempera Bedshed text machine. If I get some questions, I'll throw it to Dean because he's about to join us now. 0487 736 736. That's uh, Tempera at Bedshed text machine. 0487 736 736. Uh, and Dean now joins us on the program. Uh, the man who umpired over 300 career games in the AFL and never had a bad one. Hello, Dean. How are you going? Have we got you, Dean? I think Dean's still coming to uh, the line. Uh, of course, in May 2022, uh, he appeared on an AFL-centred YouTube channel, Backchat, and uh, he discussed umpiring games of AFL and his career. I think we may try him again in a moment. He's not quite ready for us. As well, later on in the program, I've got a couple of studio guests coming in. And I know I've been certainly looking at the UFC over the last two or three days, particularly after the event here on Sunday. Well, coming into the studio is a young man, Stephen Ursick. His nickname is Astro Boy. And there are now questions and speculation going around after his performance at Eternal MMA at HBF Stadium on Saturday night, that he could follow Jack Della Maddalena as the next West Australian boy from Perth to get into the UFC. We know about Jack Della Maddalena and what he's achieved and his career now is on its way up and he's going to be earning the big bucks. So we're going to speak and I'll ask him the question, even though it hasn't been signed off yet, but we believe that the man that you'll be hearing uh, in the second half of the program will be our next UFC entrant from Perth, Western Australia. And uh, we'll be uh, having chat to Stephen Ursick and uh, Brett Bonetti, our MMA uh, experts, going to join us as well. I think we've got Dean Margetts on the phone now, the man that umpired over 300 games in the AFL. And Dean, I said in the intro, you never umpired a bad one. Oh, thanks, Peter. Um, the last time we, we were side-by-side side at the Waffle uh, Grand Final at Leadable, what a great day it was. Yeah, it was a fantastic game, uh, and you were there. In fact, I saw you last year, for those people that don't know. Again, you held control. You uh, were so uh, under control with the way you umpired it. The big uh, grand final that you umpired between Cervantes and Mora last year... Uh, I think it was a Central Districts uh, League, I think it was. Dan Darrigan, mate, you were just outstanding in that grand final. <laughs> oh, thanks, Pete. You'll always get a cherry right from me when you talk like that. <laughs> uh, mate, thanks for joining us. I, I read an article, actually, I think it may have been in the Australian newspaper this morning, suggesting, coming from the AFL, that we're going with four umpires in the AFL this year. And to get ready, whether you're players, coaches, supporters or whatever, that there will hmm. be mistakes and there will be teething problems. My first question is, why are we going with four umpires? Yeah, look, I think one of the rationales, Pete, is to obviously improve decision-making. I'm not 100% convinced that'll be the case. I think it's more of a, an opportunity for the AFL to transition some newer umpires uh, into the big stage whilst we've got some experienced umpires still there to sort of assist them through their development phase. That's my biggest takeaway from the four-umpire system. 
Is it also an opportunity, and don't get me started by anybody questioning <laughs> me, but is it an opportunity to get now more female umpires into the AFL setup by opening it up to four? I think so. I think the AFL have come out quite openly and said that. My only question to the AFL would be to, we put 10 new umpires onto the system this year, but they're all 10 males. So um, could we have put a couple extra on females? Maybe, but I certainly hope in time, if they're certainly competent enough and you know in the right um, headspace to umpire men's footy, that they should be entitled to have a go. Yeah, for sure. If you were still umpiring, would you like to umpire with three others on the ground? Uh, is there always the possibility of confusion? Yeah, there is, particularly when you've got two umpires in the mid zone in that centre square piece sort of trying to find the right position. And as you know, the games are very 360 games. So whilst you might feel like you're in the perfect position, that can change very quickly with a change of direction of play. I, I found in the trial we did in 2018, it was a bit clunky and a bit cumbersome. Um, so I'm a bit old school with the three-umpire system. I think it's, you know... One umpire in every third. If you see a free kick from another zone, you can still pay it. I guess we've got to see it to get some, you know, full facts and data on it. Um, but yeah, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm a bit old school when it comes to the free umpire system. So you got reservations now that you're out of the system, whether it's actually going to work or whether it's going to be headline after headline because mistakes were made. Yeah, look, I think we always put our hand up and say that mistakes are going to be made. I mean, whilst we strive for the perfect um, performance from an umpire point of view, the way the game's played these days, it's almost impossible. Um, but to, to put another umpire on the field to maybe pick up the odd throw that the crowd see and we're on that side of the play, is it worth it? Maybe. Um, um, I guess we've got to just see the proof in the pudding in the, maybe the first um, part of that sort of trial phase in the pre-season and maybe the first three rounds of the home and away. Surely this is where it's going to stop. We can't be seen to have more umpires on the field than four. I, I, I thought I'd never in my days of following Australian rules football that I'd ever see four umpires on a football field. I mean, maybe in time, boundary umpires could start making decisions, Pete. So then we could have umpires blowing the whistles all over the, over the shop. Look, I'm a bit like you there. I'm, I'm not sure where it goes or where, or where it ends up. But, you know, the good thing about AFL footy, Pete, I'm sure you'll agree, um, we have a great way of adjusting and moving on very quickly. I remember when the stand rule came in and the 666 rule came in. That was it. The game was over. It was going to be... That's it. But we find a way to adjust and move on. And I think last season we saw it was a pretty exciting um, year of AFL footy. Certainly was. There's no question it was a very exciting season. Let's say we have a great season in 2023. The other one is that it's been part of... Footy folklore, the bounce, and it looks like it's on its way out and it looks like the ball will be thrown up at centre bounce yeah. down. Is that because the umpires have lost confidence in bouncing the ball? Um, look, at the AFL level, no, because obviously at the level we were at, you know, umpires, are, you know, we're expected to get those sort of things right. But certainly think at, you know, community level and certainly at state level, we're looking at trolling the no bounce in the um, first few weeks of the practice games in Waffle Peak. And obviously, I'm the operations manager for the Waffle and Waffle W umpires. And I watch a lot of umpires practice the skill at training, and I can see how much they go through it. And then I watch games, and I see some umpires bounce the ball maybe two or three times in a game, Pete. And I'm thinking to myself, are we, are we better off spending more time on better decision makers, better match managers, rather than a skill that, you know, really, when you add it up, it's probably 12 seconds of their whole game? And really, only umpires notice if it's a good bounce or a bad bounce. Most people only notice it when it's a bad one. And now that we've got the recall, if it is bad, well, is there any real need to have it? Um, can we knock down another barrier of getting better umpires into the system? I mean, I think I've worked out over time, Pete, that 
other than AFL umpiring or, or obviously rules footy, I think ice skating is the only other sport in the world where you need to have a skill to umpire, which is obviously mm-hmm. to be able to skate. So I think when you look at it like that, you know, can it reduce injuries? Yes. I mean, I've, I know AFL umpires of my cohort who get really quite stressed and anxious about the bounce in front of, you know, 50,000 people. I always loved it. I always enjoyed doing it. Um, but if I take away my personal um, objective on it and you look in the big picture of the game, uh, I can see it probably adding value. And I also remember, Pete, and you remember back in 2013, we used to bounce around the ground. Yes. Some, you know, 30, 40 bounces. Now, most people these days wouldn't even remember that. So if it does go out, and it probably will in time, if not this year um, or next year, uh, will we remember in five years? Probably not. Yet you look at art in certain sports, and it was certainly a fine art that our officials mm. used to master. In the old yeah. days when there was one umpire, they used to bounce it uh, many, <laughs> many times and often never used to miss. And the grounds yep. weren't as pristine then as they were now. The other question I need to pose, and the game has changed, there's no question about that, yep. is it also a way to make sure umpires stay in the game and don't get stressed out saying, I, I can't umpire because I can't bounce, I'm leaving the sport? Is that another reason, do you think? Oh. Absolutely. I mean, I remember there was, you know, waffle umpires and I was coming through as a junior who, you know, unfortunately couldn't make the AFL because the, the bouncing wasn't up to scratch. So do we want to lose really good decision makers, really good match managers um, because of a skill which really, at the end of the day, doesn't have impact? I've heard people suggest, why don't you just bounce the ball at the start of each quarter for the history? But then you're asking one umpire to have to practice during the week for maybe one bounce. And then if that bounce is skewed with, there's a lot of work for what? What purpose? Not a lot. Um, as far as ruck craft goes, Pete, I know what they're saying about that standard sort of six-metre throw in the middle of the ground, but you're still going to have boundary throw-ins and they can still do their body work. So I, I think it'll find a comfortable place in the game moving forward if we go down that path. You mentioned boundary umpires earlier about possibly making decisions. <laughs> Could they be eradicated in time because of the last touch rule? And what about the future of goal umpires with technology? We've seen the lines person eliminated from yeah. tennis. Uh, if technology continues the way it's going, could it be just four field umpires on the ground and, of course, the others may no longer exist? Yeah, I don't think so because with the boundary umpire, first of all, last disposal is going to be there maybe at some point, but there'll always be that doubt where we're not sure, so we've got to throw the ball in. Some could say, can the field umpire just bring the ball in 10 metres and throw it up? But my question to you, Pete, who's going to run the ball back to the field umpire after a goal's kicked? Uh, okay, yeah, get good call. Maybe we'll get bald kids like <laughs> tennis. <laughs> I don't think we want players going, jumping the fence and kicking the ball back like Yeah, that. good call. I don't think we want to get to that point, so you've got to be a bit mindful of that and the aesthetics of the game. So saying that, uh, do you think it's changed too much from your time, from when you umpired your very first AFL game <laughs> to your last? and Or do you, are you comfortable with the progression the game has taken? Uh it's certainly changed a lot, but I've always taken the view, Pete, we're a little bit like the police. Now, whether the police believe that should be a 60-speed zone or a 70, that's the law book. you just got to go and apply the laws. And umpires, um, the more time we spend arguing or disagreeing with the decision of new laws, well, you're sort of behind the eight ball. So I think the quicker we just adapt, except that's the umpire's decision from a laws committee point of view. And as I say, umpires go to AFL clubs weekly for club visits and match simulation and, and I'm really confident that players, coaches and umpires can adjust to any change very quickly. They're all professional and, and I think, again, in 2023, we'll see a pretty exciting product on the field um, in season and AFL and, and Waffle and all country and, and community leagues. And through, and through your involvement at your level, are 
people taking up umpiring because we know about the shortage over the last season yeah. or two. Yeah, our numbers yeah, growing. No, yep, absolutely growing. Um, we've got 37 new umpires who've joined the waffle system this year to make our group to about 183, which is as big a group as I can remember, um, age, ranging from ages of you know 16 year olds to sort of 60 year olds, which I think is really exciting. Um, the, the challenge is always, Pete, when kids get to that sort of 17, 18, 19 year age, where you know jobs come on the scene, girlfriends come on the scene, and other distractions. So it's retaining them in the system um, is really important. But here at the Waffle Umpiring Program, we, we run a pretty good um, program. We have a really strong cultural charter. We sort of underpins what we do. And, and, you know, we're trying to develop really good people, not just for umpiring, but so they can be better in their, in their jobs and in the community. So at the moment, I'm pretty comfortable with this. We can always get better and we can always improve. But if we can week by week, you know, game by game, just knock the, the abusive parent on the head and say, hey, mate, you know, maybe think about how you're going about it, then we're in a good place moving forward. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about junior sports today and the parent situation is really an issue. I didn't think it was yeah. as significant as it is, but it is a real, real issue. So it's uh, sad to hear. Finally, as we let you go, again, going back to the top of the interview, if you're making the decision, would you go with four umpires or stay with three? I'd be comfortable in seeing the trial and the practice matches, but I would be probably sticking with three. Not going with four? No. Okay. Good on you, Dean. Thanks for joining us, mate. I'll see you around the grounds, as they say, during this coming season. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate you putting a lot on umpiring once again. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Dean Margetts, uh, one of the best when it came to uh, umpiring. Uh, and what I noticed last year, he was happy to help, of course, at various at country leagues, uh, in the waffle. He was there at the grand final, offering his support uh, to the umpires uh, in the box there in the grand final at Leederville Oval. A good man and does a great job. It's 17 past five. Give us your thoughts on that. Get on the Tempera Bedshed text machine. 0487 736 736. Just some uh, sports headlines before we take a break where you can uh, get at Tyre Power. Buy three, get one free and selected Falcon Tyres during Tyre Power's best buys on big brand sales. As we mentioned, the big story is today... The fact that uh, Peter Boll, the Sporting Integrity Australia, has today informed Athletics Australia of the outcome of Peter Boll's B-sample analysis that was conducted by a WADA-approved laboratory. And the result of the B-sample was reported by the laboratory as atypical, which is neither negative nor positive and requires further investigations. Under the World Anti-Doping Code, Athletics Australia is now required to lift the provisional suspension whilst the investigation continues. And Peter is now permitted to train at a national, state or club level, compete and coach, as well as receive funding, use official or member facilities and hold a position with a sporting organisation. So that's great news for Peter Bowl. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Adam Simpson and also Justin Longmuir, the respective coaches of our two AFL sides, spoke today. We'll feature a bit on that, plus so much more. And, of course, all the sports updates brought to you by Tyre Power. Buy three, get one free on selected Falcon tyres during Tyre Power's best buys on big brands. 18 past five here on Sports Day. All thanks to Kia.